0: A reading from Hebrews. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Indeed, by faith our ancestors received approval. By faith we understand that the worlds were prepared by the Word of God, so that what is seen was made from things that are not visible. All of these died in faith without having received the promises, but from a distance they saw and greeted them. They confessed that they were were strangers and foreigners on the earth, for people who speak in this way make it clear that they are seeking a homeland. If they had been thinking of the land that they had left, um, if they had been thinking of the land that they had left behind, they would have had opportunity to return. But as it is, they desire a better homeland, that is a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God. Indeed, he has prepared a city for them. By faith, the people passed through the Red Sea as if it were dry land. But when the Egyptians attempted to do so, they were drowned. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell after they'd been encircled for seven days. By faith, Rahab the prostitute did not perish with those who were disobedient because she had received the spies in peace. And what more should I say? For time would fail me to tell of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, of David and Samuel and the prophets who through faith conquered kingdoms, administered justice, obtained promises, shut the mouths of lions, quenched the power of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, were made strong out of weakness, became mighty in war, put foreign armies to flight, women received their dead by resurrection. Others were tortured, refusing to accept release in order to obtain a better resurrection. Others suffered mocking and flogging and even chains and imprisonment. They were stoned to death. They were sawn in two. They were killed by the sword. They went about in skins of sheep and goats, destitute, persecuted, tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and mountains and in caves and holes in the ground. Yet all of these though they were commended for their faith, did not receive what was promised, since God had provided something better so that they would not, apart from us, be made perfect. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and the sin that clings so closely and let us run with perseverance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, The pioneer and perfecter of faith, who, for the sake of the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, disregarding its shame, and has taken his seat at the right hand of the throne of God. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be to God.
1: Where do you find hope? Where do you find hope? Some people find hope in a person, place, or thing. Our ancestors found hope for a different world, a better one. And it inspired them to do some crazy things, the things that we heard about in the Hebrews, passage today. In fact, our whole story restarts after the creation narrative and Babel and Noah with a single man and a single complaint. This man's complaint was with God. And we don't know if he was around 90 when he made this complaint, but he sure seems like a late bloomer when it comes to adulting. These days, as ages rise, as to the time when people are having children, maybe in your 30s or your 40s, we would say people are waiting longer to have children. Well, uh, this man, the person who three of the major world religions, Christianity, Judaism, and Islam all look to as their forefather. Uh, Abram of Ur, he was around 90 when he started his family planning. A slave in my household will be my heir he says to God. Apparently, it is never too late in your life to desire for things to be different, for things to change shape or to be transformed. Now, most of us don't think of a complaint or complaints as the beginning of faith. But this complaint that Abram had wasn't about God, this complaint that Abram had was to God. It was a prayer. See, Abram still had hope at around 90 years old that he and his wife, who was 10 years younger, could still have children. He was hoping for a different kind of world than the one that he lived in. And would you know it, it seems like this is exactly the very thing that God was looking for. The kind of faith in a different world that made Abram dream impossible dreams was the raw material our story was formed from. Our father of faith, the father of faith for the three major world religions, was kind of straight-up kooky-dukes, right? Thinking at 90 that he could have children. Our Our four parents, they weren't mature and measured, They were material and maternal. They wanted to birth a different kind of world, and they petitioned God for a change that first and foremost and primarily would change their own lives. They didn't call their senator to make this change. They didn't call a doctor to help them out, if you know what I mean. They didn't pour over their budget and eke out the money that they needed to buy this change. They didn't rally their community and make impassioned speeches for change. They didn't network with the local business owners and pitch the change. No, they complained. They prayed the prayer that we all pray in our most desperate moments. Why? Why, God, are we suffering in this way? Why are things not different than this? Why can we not birth anything new and different after 30 or 60 or 90 years of life? Why are we still without Fill in the blank. Where is your hope? Is it in a person? A place? A thing? Our ancestors, those commended for their faith in Hebrews 11, hope for a different world. One they couldn't see, one they couldn't make on their own to become real. They loved this world that they imagined. They had something called prophetic imagination, which is a lot, is less about like seeing the future and is something more like. A self-fulfilling prophecy. Prophetic imagination is dreaming of another world, loving another world, a better world, a better way of doing things or being or existing together. So much, focusing on it so much, that you go out and you can't even help it you make that better world. It flows from you. You expect it. It's your treasure. It's where your heart is. And you just can't help it but to birth the very thing, to become a doula, to birth the very thing that you treasure, that you love. A better way, a better world, right in the midst of the the current one. The prayer of complaint is the prayer that we must pray. When we look at the state of the union, the state of the world around us, and if we get up the courage to pray it, we are thrown into this ragtag group of people through the ages that also prayed for crazy changes in their worlds. People thousands of years ago, and people one generation ago who prayed for freedom from slavery to an oppressive empire, who were told to make bricks without straw, and it was not fair. People, this group of people includes people who should have been killed but weren't, people who shouldn't have been killed but who were. People that dreamed such strange dreams and stood so bravely to speak those dangerous dreams of a different government, a different world, right in the middle of the current one. These were the ones commended for their faith. And Hebrews chapter 11, verse 39 says, Yet all of these... Though they were commended for their faith, did not receive what was promised. Since God had provided something better, so that they would not, apart from us, be made perfect. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and the sin that cleans so closely. Now, in my Bible, there's a note there. Because other manuscripts say, sin that easily distracts. And I think I much prefer this, although both have value. It is so, easily to, it is so easy to be distracted And let us run with perseverance the race that is set before us. We are surrounded, friends, by a cloud of witnesses that testify to what can be And should be. In the name of love, for the sake of love, and the good news of a different world can start with us. If we can throw off those things that so easily distract us. need NPR to tell me how messed up the world is. I can feel it in my bones. I don't need my second cousin uh, once removed uh, to confirm for me on Facebook that there are people out there who do believe every conspiracy theory that they read. I know that deep in my heart. I know it to be true. And I know it to be true because I am looking for hope too. It's the same thing, the same root. But there are so many distractions. There are so many things that distract us. And for what little comfort it might be worth, apparently this isn't new. Because the writer to Hebrews says, throw off those things that so easily distract us. There have always been distractions to hope. To hoping for a different world, to having faith that, that maybe this could be that maybe even at 90 I can look up the stars in the sky and hope that I will have the descendants, as many as those. There will always be distractions to love. At the end of the day, though, we all only have our own load. At the end of the day, we're not going to be concerned about the attention-grabbing headline that led me to a 20-minute deep dive in the internet and left me without hope for the earth. (laughs) At the end of the day, we only have our own load to carry, our own life to live, our own gifts to give, and our own complaints to pray. And the good news, the good news, is that we have hope in a person Hebrews 12 says Jesus is the pioneer and the perfecter of our faith. And this is, I mean, I feel like I've read this so many times. I did Bible quizzing on Hebrews, if anyone else did. It's like, I have read this so many times, it's almost like white noise. But listen to this. Who, for the joy set before him, a.k.a. for looking to a different world, in the future, he endured the cross disregarding its shame. He he endured his own calling to a life of difficulty. He endured, he paid no mind to the humiliation of the role that he was called to play in this current world because he was looking to the joy set before him. And he now sits at the right hand of God In that kingdom. The good news is that we have a place to hope for. An earth created in goodness, for goodness, by goodness. This earth is where the kingdom of God comes, if it comes anywhere at all. In our own lives first. First. Here and now and in this place. And if we are material enough and maternal enough, and if we are able to follow in the footprints of our ancestors enough, we will be able to dream dreams of a different world here and now and to birth those dreams for the future. Here and make a different earth. The good news is that we have a thing to hope for. A different kingdom. A different governance. A different world. The kingdom of God. And so if in this life We are killed because of our dreams for that kingdom. And if we are, if our journeys are hard, we will join with the author and perfecter of our faith and many, many saints before us because we have a hope that is beyond the materiality of this world as well. The baby that is birthed as the incarnation of love is not only the baby Jesus with ten fingers and ten toes and olive skin, but also the cosmic Christ, the one through whom everything was made in the universe and that we can trust all that is, the ground of being, the very being from which all being comes, we can trust this being. And we can have hope. Because there is actually something going on here that is bigger than us. There is something going on here in the materiality of it all, and it matters And there is something more. At the end of it all, 1 Corinthians 13 says, there are three things that remain. Faith in a different world, hope for a different world, and love. And as you know, the greatest one is love. So, if you are brave enough, you might decide to pray a prayer of complaint about the way things are. And if you don't know what to do after that, remember the velveteen rabbit who was made real though not pretty, by love. And that, remember that your ability to cultivate and to discipline and to, and to create your prophetic imagination, to dream dreams of a different world, runs entirely on the fuel of love. It has to. There are critics that are just critical, And there are critics that are fueled by love. Be those critics. We are surrounded by such a great cloud of our ancestors who have witnessed to a better world. We are not alone. We are one of many. May we run the race. Not the one that we choose. That's not what it says. That's capitalism at its finest. May we run the race that is set before us. The one that's in front of our path. The one that we have to run. With perseverance. All our races aren't going to look the same. They're all going to be different. But let's not be distracted. But rather, set our eyes on the person, the place, and the thing that we love, that we are most hoping for, and that we have our faith in. Let's pray. God, give us the gift of faith, a surety under our feet, a dream in our mind and a complaint on our lips for a better world. Equip us with all that we need, and there are so many things. To run the race we have set before us, that you have set before us, with perseverance. Help us to clearly define those distractions that keep us from doing the work that you have called us to do in this world. Free us from the bondage of slavery from the feeling of having to make bricks without straw. Draw us into your kingdom of freedom, of impossible things like walking through a sea on dry ground and birthing a baby at 90 years old. All that is and shall be that is good in the world has come from you and may we participate with our lives in that work that is still to be done in Christ's name we pray the author and perfecter
0: of our faith amen